to How Leaders Lead. I'm Kula Callahan here to bring you another edition of Three More Questions with David Novak. David Novak, it's great to be with you. How are you today? I'm doing great, Kula, and I'm really looking forward to taking a deeper dive into my conversation with Jeff Colvin, Fortune Magazine's senior editor at large, and he's clearly a giant in business journalism. This episode, the one word that comes to mind when I think about it is electric. Jeff is an incredible communicator, obviously, through his journalism career, but he also has done a lot of public speaking. And so the way that he presents his ideas and his opinions and his perspective in this interview is so entertaining and just really fun to listen to. I love, you know, at the very end of your episode, he says that developing leaders isn't a program. It's a way of living. And it's just such an invitation to all of us to open up to this way of living and continue to pour back into the people that we lead. And obviously, Jeff is a great communicator, and that's something that every leader needs to be really, really good at. And I think when you listen to this episode, you'll see that he's able to really encapsulate his thoughts very concisely and powerfully. It's a fantastic conversation, so definitely go back into the feed and listen to the whole thing if you haven't gotten a chance to yet. Today, though, I'm excited to dive a little deeper into your conversation with the three questions I have for you. Are you ready? Let's go. Question number one. In Jeff's book called Talent is Overrated, he explores the idea of natural-born talent versus getting good at something by deliberate practice. He argues in the book that no one is really born with knowledge of how to do anything and that it takes deliberate practice to become great at your craft. This might be a controversial question, David, but do you think people are born with natural God-given talent or can anyone get good at anything with deliberate practice? Well, cool. I believe that anyone can get good at anything with deliberate practice. But I question whether they can really get great at it. You know, I think you have to have a real passion for what you're doing. And so often that passion comes to you from what God basically gives you, your God-given talents. And I think people who are born with God-given talents and then they apply that have a chance to really change the world, be the best in their industry, be their best in whatever vocation that they really want to be the best at. And I think it's really hard for someone who doesn't innately have those skills to really become the top of their profession. Sure, you can get good. You can get good at playing the piano. But, you know, you're not going to be a Mozart unless inherently you have that basic skill in you, unlike anyone else. And then when you apply that deliberate practice towards it, you become amazing. You know, just look at the, the child videos of Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. When they were three and four years old, they were swinging a golf club that everybody would say, oh my God, this person can be great. That's God-given. Then you take the 10,000 hours and put that up against it. Then you truly become great. Tiger Woods is very, very smart. And he went to Stanford. And I bet he could get really good at accounting. I bet he could be so good at accounting. But I question whether he could be nearly as great as he is in golf, 
because I don't think he had the God-given talents to do accounting like he did golf. So is there such a thing as a born leader? I think there are people that are born with a greater propensity to lead than others. And when those people apply that skill, they get better than someone that hasn't doesn't have those gifts. I'm laughing thinking of walking into an accounting firm and seeing Tiger Woods behind the desk. <laughs> but I mean, you're right. I remember when I was watching uh, Tom Brady's series on ESPN Plus called Man in the Arena. And you think of somebody like Tom Brady with a career that he's had and just think, oh, he was gifted all of that. Like that is natural, innate ability that no one else on the planet has. But I mean, this guy was a six round draft pick and you just don't get that great without hours and hours and hours and hours of deliberate practice. And I just quickly want to walk through those four principles of what deliberate practice is for those people listening. And this comes from Jeff's book, Talent is Overrated. So the, the four principles of deliberate practice are, number one, it's an activity that is designed for you at your current stage in development. The second one is, it's an activity designed to push you just beyond your current abilities. Number three, it's an activity that can be done at high volume, meaning you can do it for hours and hours and hours. And then four, it's an activity that allows you to get constant feedback. So when you think about, you know, deliberate practice can, like you said, help Tiger Woods get good at accounting. But I do think that when those four principles are paired with something that you're naturally good at and that you're really passionate about, that's when you become the best in the world. Yeah. And, and obviously, Tom is the GOAT. There's no question about that. And I would say that even though he was a six-round draft choice, this guy's six foot four. He can fire a football. He was a damn good athlete. You know, he was born a damn good athlete. And then he applied those skills and became phenomenal because he was driving it up against his passion and the skills that he had. I just think it's very difficult for people to swim against the current. And that's why I think it's very important for you to find what you're really gifted in, what really gives you joy, and get after it. And then practice like hell and, and watch yourself go to the top. This makes me want to hit the driving range right now. Okay, question number two. I love your and Jeff's discussion about technological advancements and whether or not humans will get replaced by tech and AI. Jeff says we should shift our focus from getting good at analyzing data because that's what tech does, to learning how to be better storytellers and developing our skills of deep human interaction. He says that's what makes us increasingly more valuable in the marketplace and in the world. David, what's your take on that? I believe in what he says with, with all my heart, because basically nothing big happens by yourself. You have to take people with you to really make big things happen. And computers can't do that. So the leaders that are empathetic, that can understand how people are thinking and figure out how to motivate them and inspire them to, to move forward, they've got a huge edge. You know, the leaders that can collaborate and get people to collaborate, no computer can really do that. And that gives you a big edge in the environment that we're in right now where AI is becoming more and more prevalent. And his thought about being a great storyteller I have to tell you, I couldn't agree more. Why is that so important? Because people remember stories. And when you tell a good story, it really touches someone's heart. And it moves way beyond just telling somebody a fact. And humans can do that. 
and put things into perspective and in context, unlike any computer. But it's these human skills that you need to develop as a leader that will take you and your company to new heights. As I was listening to this episode and taking notes, I wrote down deep human interaction is the way value is created with about seven underlines. It's so true. And I think, you know, a lot of people who are good at deep human interaction might not think that they can be leaders of their industry, but that's really what sets you apart, like you said. And your conversation with Jeff in the episode about this is so fascinating and offers really incredible insight into this idea of human interaction being the way that we become more valuable and economically valuable as well. Right. And, and deep human interaction up against something that you are really passionate about and joyful about pursuing is an unbeatable combination. All right. Question number three. Jeff says that building human capital is the most important aspect of building any business, yet lots of employers don't do much to improve it. David, how would you advise leaders to enhance the human capital piece of their organization? I think the answer is very, very obvious, but too few leaders really do it. Number one, you have to make the development of your people your number one priority. Because if you build people capability, you will end up satisfying more customers and clients and you will make more money. That is truly the formula for success. This was what I made my number one priority when I was CEO of Young Brands. Now, how did I do it? Number one, I felt it was my obligation to teach our leaders everything, everything I know about leadership and how to get things done. That's why I taught the Taking People With You leadership program to over 4,000 people in our company. Then I wanted to scale it to all of our you know, 40,000 restaurant managers at the time. And so I wrote a book called Taking People With You that we could use as a training guide to help people get the big things that they wanted to get done. And then I looked at myself, not only as a CEO, I looked at myself as the chief people officer. Sure, we had somebody who was the chief people officer technically, and they had that role. But I didn't delegate the people management and the people development just to, just to that person. Now, she was outstanding at it, and she was very good at it, but she knew that I was all over this subject. And I made it a priority to know who are the highest potential people in our company. Were they being developed and, you know, were we doing everything we can to grow them? And I made it a priority that our human resource processes were very focused on people development. Everyone had an individual development plan. And I made it a priority that we assess people on the, on the key behaviors that we felt would drive performance. And that was built into our people planning process. And by the way, I went to every division and went through the people planning review process to really make sure that we had the right, you know, we were developing our talent all around the world. And then while I was there, I'd say, hey, can you get some of your top leaders and give me the opportunity to spend some time with them? And I'd do some one-on-ones with, with the top leaders. I could go on and on on this, uh, Akula. You know, I also coached the top 75 people in our company. You know, I had two one-on-one sessions 
uh, with the, the the top leaders in our company every year, and uh, and we went through their objectives, but more importantly, we went through their development plan and how they were doing against it. That concept is so powerful. And for those of you listening, if you're interested in taking a deeper dive into taking people with you, we actually have a free online course that walks you through the key principles of David's program that he taught to all of these leaders all across Young Brands and now who are all across the world. Kula, one thing about that, you know, it's free. And you know what? It really bothers me that it's free because it's worth so much more. And a lot of times when you offer something up to somebody free, they, 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 they don't know how much value it has. But I don't know how I can really pursue my mission to make the world a better place by developing better leaders without sharing what I know. But let me tell you something. If you're trying to develop your skills, you should take this course. I guarantee you, you'll get something that'll help you get better. And what do I have to gain from this? Nothing. I have nothing to gain. The only thing I have to gain is to help you be the best leader you can be. And that's what I'm trying to do. You and Jeff talk a lot about developing people as a way of life and not just a program. And this course is just an excellent way to not only to teach you some skills for creating a team and getting things done, but also just to have a posture of your heart that is in service of developing your people. If you want to get that course, you just go to howleaderslead.com and click get free access. Like David said, it's totally free. It'll take you about two hours to go through the whole course, and it will teach you taking people with you, the framework that David's taught to thousands of people and some of the very best leaders in the world. So that's howleaderslead.com. You just click get free access, and then you'll get going right away. Well, cool. I think that wraps it up. And I want to thank everybody again for tuning in to another episode of How Leaders Lead and our three more questions. It's always fun uh, to kind of go back and, and debrief the previous podcast the, uh, from the week before. And, you know, we're on a mission to make this world a better place, as I said, by developing better leaders. And if you carve out a little time each and every week with us, we'll help you build the confidence you need to lead well. And don't miss this Thursday's episode with David and Mike McCoy. He's the area president of Gallagher Insurance, and he's the captain of the United States Walker Cup team. The United States will take on Great Britain and Ireland that weekend at St. Andrews. This tournament is the premier event for the world's top amateur golfers, and it's going to be a blast. So tune in Thursday for that episode so that you can get ready for the Walker Cup next weekend. 